Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. going on guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for march 8th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining us on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be as always joined by the resident shy town smart jesse what's going on man not much, bro. How you feel, man? I feel good, man. A little tired. A little tired. But uh, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Now, you didn't lose your mother's basement in a car break-in, did you? No. No? No. Okay. No, I, 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 uh, I, uh, I could walk to my mother's basement, bro. It's literally right downstairs. Good, good. Because yeah. I'm concerned. Because when you get your car broken into and you lose your life... Apparently, you lose your momentum, your title, your push. You lose everything. Listen, listen, man. I don't. Uh, I, Jesse, Jesse wants to come out all guns blazing tonight. Dude, what the fuck? Was listen, that? bro. We have a new TNT champion in. You know what? We need to start off with this. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yo, Swerve, you're listening, bro. Shiro. I'm sorry, man. I'm uh, a little, I'm a little juiced up tonight, man. What, uh, what, bro? What happened? Wardlow, 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 man. Off, I feel, so, I this. feel sorry first for off. this fucking guy, bro. First off, Wardlow is the second most uh, important thing to talk about here. I think the first thing here is shout out to powerhouse Will Hobbs. Yes, we love Will Hobbs. Love Will Hobbs. It has nothing to do with no. Will Hobbs. Uh, yes, I, I feel like we we have to we have to make a fucking disclosure before we yeah. start the podcast. There's nothing to do with Powerhouse Hobbs. We're big fans yes. of Powerhouse Hobbs, and we love Wardlow. Uh, yes. This is all on well, uh, resident well, we, boss we man. We used here. to. Who we, we used to? We used to. Oh. My whole my whole theory and premise has always been: if they don't care about a character, why should we? Uh, man, listen, we talked about this on Sunday. We, we talked about this on Sunday. Uh, maybe maybe TK listened to the show and uh, said, hey, man, you know, JD's a smart guy, man. Maybe we're going to take his advice. Uh, too many babyface champions. And we now have a heel TNT champion. But, I mean, it was a lose-lose situation coming out of Sunday. Samoa Joe and Wardlow had a very lackluster match, not because the match was bad, but because it fell on the pay-per-view card following what was a tremendous Texas death match. And it was legitimately a situation where Joe was doing some of the best work in his AEW run. Wardlow had no momentum. It was either A, he loses and he's buried, or he wins the championship. And then what, where do they go with Wardlow from there? Do they carry the TNT championship and kind of rebuild the title and rebuild Wardlow? Or does he lose it to Powerhouse Hobbs? And we talked about the various talents in the promotion that could use a title shot or could go after the TNT title. We, we named a lot of different guys. 
And that wasn't possible as of Sunday night because we had a lot of babyface champions. Now we have Will Hobbs winning the TNT championship tonight. And, and man, you know, Wardlow, what, what was it you told me on, on text before we went live tonight? Quote it. I never want to see. I never want to see Wardlow on TV again. <laughs> it's uh, I, it's it's sad, man. It really is sad. You know, I don't like to I don't like to throw the word buried around, but you know, no matter how much QT Marshall and, and Will Hobbs maybe makes sense, I, I don't. Maybe Jesse knows a little bit more than me. Did this happen on Dark? I don't watch Dark anymore, bruh. I mean, this is this is before you stop watching, though. It is? Yeah. Okay. Maybe this had something to do with when Powerhouse Hobbs was feuding with Ricky Starks and QT Marshall was there and said that, you know, he's somebody that Powerhouse can trust. I'll take care of business. I'll keep a promise. But why are we paying that off now to Barry Wardlow? So if you guys don't know where we're coming from, QT Marshall actually helped Powerhouse Hobbs win the TNT Championship tonight and Wardlow could not make the 10 count in what was a street fight and the winner of the match had to, you know, either win by, I believe, pinfall, submission, or knockout. And, and, and Powerhouse Hobbs obviously took care of that, and Wardlow did not make the 10 count. I mean, QT Marshall, of all people, bro. That's the one thing that people are going to be hanging on. I mean, it's, it's fucking QT Wardlow Marshall. Wardlow lost his... To QT Marshall, bro. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he... He lost this title. Bro got robbed twice. He lost Legitimately his, in 24 hours. He lost his belongings. He physically lost his TNT belt. He lost his title. He lost his hair. He lost his momentum. He lost his push. He is a bona fide loser. Is Wardlow. I something something doesn't feel right here, man. I I, I don't know. You know, this is this is this is the last time he's going to go for that title. I, he 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 does not. First of all, the title's cursed, I believe. What, what is this? The second time it got stolen, dude. I, no, no, no. That was the AEW championship that got stolen. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was on top of the car. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, AEW uh, titles are cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, bro, where does he go from? Here? We, we we talked about this on Sunday. Where does he go bro, from here? Is Tony Khan going to book a better babyface now? Now, where's he going, bro? He's feuding with fucking QT Marshall. Who cares? Who cares what Wardlow does? At the end of it, he's going to lose. Or he might win the TNT title, then lose it right away. Dude. We got a lot of problems with this, man. Wardlow's buried. The TNT title is fucking dead. The, 20, the people in the chat are saying the 24-7 title is more prestigious than the TNT title. It's about the same. I wouldn't say it's more prestigious. I say the same. I don't know, it man. It means nothing. It means it just mean it means that match we saw at Revolution with Joe meant nothing. The match with Joe and Darby meant nothing. It it, it meant nothing. I I'm I'm so confused. I, I'm so confused. The the one thing that we did not want to have happen with this title is, is that it continues to get hot potatoed. And here we are, another new TNT champion. Don't care about that title. I care about Hobbs. Maybe Hobbs can make something of this, dude. I think Maybe he, we I, go. I, on. I think he has the ability to. I think he. Oh, has he the certainly he to. certainly has the ability to. Yep. 
the way he's grown over the last four years, for sure. But yep. the only positive I see coming out of this is Powerhouse Hobbs get his fir- gets his first championship outside the FTW title or whatever the fuck that was. Uh, and then now we have a heel champion, which, I mean, it opens up the line of feuds for several baby faces that could go after the championship. Jungle yeah, Boy, so, Ricky Starks. Yeah, how long before we get Starks in the ring with Hobbs? Then what? Then the title's going to change hands again. Uh, dude, I will turn the fucking TV off, man. I, I I don't know, man. It gets passed around like a fucking $3 hooker off Pacific Avenue in Atlantic City, man. It sucks. The, it frust- sucks. the frustrating part is you want, you want us to care about the title, but the champion means nothing to you as as a as as a creative writer so i mean come on man there is no prestige in that title at all none i i listen i i we could sit here and complain about it all we want but the the fact of the matter is wardlow lost the tnt championship legitimately uh in in a 70 72 hour time span twice in the last 24 hours because he got it stolen before uh, tonight's show in san francisco uh, which doesn't surprise me at all that fucking dumpster fire of a city but I, I, I love Wardlow, man. I said this on Sunday. You know, you, you may be right, Jesse. I don't know if, if, it really, if it really means anything if he's on TV anymore. And I honestly feel like with what we've seen of Wardlow, it's coming out of that MJF feud. I don't want to put a damper on, on what he is to AEW because the promise was there. I mean, the next big thing was there. But everything that we've seen up until this point, man, I just feel like all this creative and all this this shit booking is just going to drive him when his contract is up to go to WWE. I, I mean, th- th- there's no way that that man is satisfied with what he's doing right now. None. Look, maybe there's maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes as to as that would explain as to why Warlow is not upset with this. Maybe he was on board with it. Maybe he needs to take a leave. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know that the fact that he lost that title this quickly to Hobbs does not bode well. It just It's just not a good look. No. It's just not a good look. No matter what the circumstances are that might be going on behind the scenes as to why this had to happen, at the end of the day, it's a terrible look on the title. It's a terrible look on Wardlow. The only one that could possibly come out of this maybe looking better than he did when he started is Powerhouse Hobbs. And I will say, I will give uh, AEW some credit for this. They they really, you know, thought about the situation. They acted quickly and swiftly with the uh, unfortunate circumstance that Warlow got his shit stolen the night before. They made it into a storyline tonight. He showed up for work. He had to borrow uh, FTR's uh, gear or clothing or a T-shirt. And they made it into an ODQ match. You know, he had nothing. You know, he came dressed for a street fight tonight. So they made it into a street fight. But right. I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, if you guys want one positive to come out of it, I mean, the, I thought the match tonight that they gave us was probably going to be better than the regular match that we were scheduled to get coming out of Sunday's pay-per-view. So I, I will say that's one positive, but I can't really find any other positives outside of that. This is th- this TNT title situation is a fucking mess. And the All-Atlantic Championship, which is now the international championship, you know, it's, it's certainly looking like the number two title in the company, Jesse. I'm interested to see where they go with that title. And and, and I, don't, I only say it like this, because if they continue 
to have it defended on AEW TV, I don't think it I don't think it looks any better. I think the title would only look better if it's predominantly defended outside of the promotion. I feel like it would draw eyes to whatever promotion that it's being defended at. It would draw eyes to who it's being defended against. And it would leave room for things like the TNT title to actually grow a set and get some momentum behind it on AEW TV. That actually gets a title out of the way, in a way, and can bring some prestige to it because someone outside of the promotion can win it and then show up on AEW TV with it to start a feud with its next challenger and things like that. It would make it a lot more intriguing than it is right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I feel like they made the appropriate change for the title. Uh, and, and I gauged this question on social media. A lot of the people were in favor of the change. Tony Khan came out tonight after the Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal match, which opened the show, and said that the title is undergoing a rebranding. It is no longer the All-Atlantic Championship. It is now the AEW International Championship. Jeff Jarrett is wrestling for the International Championship next week against Orange Cassidy. At the request of Orange Cassidy, he requested this match in Winnipeg next week. Uh, yes, Jeff Jarrett is wrestling for a singles championship on AEW television. Uh, I know Jesse is absolutely over-the-moon thrilled about that. But I, I do think that the uh, the name of the championship does make a little bit more sense. Yes, the All-Atlantic Championship kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Uh, it's something that we're going to have to get used to calling it now the International Championship. But, you know, it also opens up, Jesse, for, like you said, Orange Cassidy or whomever to go over and defend that in other promotions. This could lead to Takeshita winning the championship, taking it back to DDT, wrestling in New Japan. This could lead to maybe Miro coming back because he's an international talent. He could go overseas and wrestle in New Japan if he wanted to. And a whole slew of guys over there. Um, it also opens up the, the door for somebody like Ricky Starks tonight, who apparently is feuding with the Bullet Club, who are predominantly working out of Japan. So if he wins it, he can go over there and feud with the Bullet Club coming up. I mean, there's a lot of different... It definitely opens up a lot of opportunities for AEW to do more with the with the title now under the new name than it did before. So I, I think I am absolutely in favor of it, for sure. Yeah, it, 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 gives, it, it gives it a purpose. It makes it unique. Yes. And it, it's a, it doesn't just fall in line with the other undercard titles. There is... Something special about this title. You get to go represent AEW abroad with this title. So, I mean, I can deal with that. It, it, you know, it, it would probably even mean going over and being defended um, over on ROH, which is fine. I mean, it, it has flexibility. So um, I think it's interesting. I think if we only see it on, you know, Dynamite and Rampage, I think it's a failure. You know, I think it's it, it should be like a like a the title itself can be or the, the holder itself can be a spokesman for for wrestlers outside of AEW. I'm talking going out and putting out four and five star matches with that in, with, with that international title. Yeah, yeah, it could definitely it, it could definitely transform itself into the workhorse title that AEW needs. But it's certainly not getting with the TNT title. So uh, I thought that was a very very uh, good move by Tony Khan to change the name. Excellent move, in fact by AEW to change the name of that championship. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Uh, other key notes from tonight's show is the Trios Championship. Now, we have an actual direction for the Trios Championship. We have the House of Black, who won the titles coming out of Revolution. They beat the Elite 
And the JAS now has challenge for the championship, but outside the JAS, the Elite still want a rematch with the House of Black. So, Jesse, next week we're getting not only a trios championship defense by the House of Black, but it will be against two other teams in the first ever triple threat trios championship match. I mean, it may be a little overboard with the participants in the match, but it should be a banger and it should be chaos coming out of Winnipeg next week. And I honestly think the first thought that I thought about was that the JAS is in there to simply take the pinfall because I can't see the House of Black losing the championship so soon. Yeah, I agree. It 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 feels like this match is gonna be a complete clusterfuck. Yes, I mean that that's that's just that's that's a that's a fucking battle royal. It really I is. Mean, you, I mean, you got nine fucking guys in the ring at one time. I mean, think you think they're gonna be all sitting on the apron waiting for a tag? It's gonna be complete and total chaos, which is fine. This is wrestling. We love chaos. It's it's, it's okay to have it from time to time. I'm just wondering if they're if they're um going too fast to a feud that they that they could give more time to if that makes any sense so so the elite want their rematch the jas want a title shot to me it seems like we should have a qualifier match between the jas and the elite to see who gets a title shot at the house of black the following week that would have made sense i was even thinking about why instead of doing this this clusterfuck of a match why don't you give us a little bit of everything. Why don't you do Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho on Winnipeg next week? Why don't you give us yeah. Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews next week or Kenny Omega versus Malachi or, or and then do, do the Elite versus the JIS in a tag team match? I mean, they could have did any sort of combination of those matches instead of giving us the triple threat match, which, you know, I, I don't want you to, to, to listen to us, Chad. I don't want anybody to be listening to us thinking that we're complaining, you know, but there are concerns about putting nine fucking guys in the ring and having it come off as a solid wrestling match. I mean, I think by minute two, three into the match, I don't even know who the fucking legal guy is. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. the type of it, match that exactly. I like to watch. And and the and this is a lot of content that we're skipping through just to jump to this match yeah. for some reason. You know, if I'm House of Black, I want to jump out there and defend my trios titles in the trios triple threat match right away after winning. Like, uh, like hold on. Who's the number one contender? You know, let's start there. You know, let's branch out from there. I mean, this few, I mean, this this can grow legs easily. I mean, it looks like they're positioning um, the Dark Order to probably be contenders until they get their ass stumped tonight. It, it, it definitely it definitely seems like something that was made uh, in in the spur of the moment. Like somebody came up with an idea. Oh my god! What, what? How about we do these three teams instead of just putting two teams in there? And then Tony Khan was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." Great let's, idea. And, 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 and then they jumped all over it. Slow like without down. even thinking about what the fuck is going on. So low down. I mean, Wardlow just won his title. Then Wardlow just lost his title. House of Black just won these titles. Now they're in a triple threat trios titles. But slow down. Let it breathe. How much time do we have to all out? Or to double or nothing? Sorry. You know, just but let's we let let's get there. We have plenty of time to do these trios feuds, man. They 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 should have the most legs. I mean, there's so many different combinations you can do. Like you said, you know, let's 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 see Kenny and Jericho in, in Canada. You know, let's get to that. The win, wins blood and guts. Look at all look at all nine of these guys. You know, let's let's build to that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I agree. It, it should have absolutely been slowed down. They could have give a, they could have given us a whole show with all nine of those guys and fucking you know just a nice combination of ma- matches. But instead, they threw all of them in the same match. 
which I, I don't know if it's going to come off on TV as something that's orderly and, you know, it, it should be it should be a great match. It should be crazy, but I guess people don't give a shit. They just want to see fucking chaos, and that's what Tony Khan is giving us, chaos. So, uh, I mean, Jessica, I got a question. I mean, do, do you think that makes uh, Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh man, I love that man, bro. I I love Daddy Magic, man. Hey, uh, sh- shout out to Max, uh, Amerston. I see he 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 is a VIP member in the chat. National Women's Day, great fucking comment, bro. Come on, it's National, National Wim- Women's yes. Day. Yes, it is. But what what does that have to do with the topic of uh, conversation? Uh, his 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 chat that that, that I. Deleted. Yes, we love women. All right. Thank you. He's making ex- he's making a very derogatory comment about Aubrey Edwards. Oh, I'm gonna have to ask you to calm down, bro. No, come on, man. There's none of that language in this chat. Okay. Aubrey's awesome. We love Aubrey here. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, the other big thing coming out of the show tonight. And there are other things that we're going to get into. You know, we got a lot to talk about here. We're going to talk about Ricky Starks and him apparently uh, kind of directionless. I mean, I didn't really get what they did uh, with, with him tonight. We'll, we'll take some logical stabs at it. And then we got Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic Championship, which was the last night. It was named that tonight against Jay Lethal. And we got the JAS versus uh, AR Fox in top flight. And the Blackpool Combat Club. Seemingly turning heel tonight on the uh, show. So, I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, sign me up for a Blackpool Combat Club heel turn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. It's a very soft term because they were, they were definitely hardcore tweeners. You know, I mean, they could easily play either side of the fence in either match, but they definitely made it abundantly clear that they are heels and... We know we know that Moxley can go full blown fucking heel. Um, Yuta yet to be seen. Claudio, I don't know. We'll see. But behind Moxley, they will look like demons. So it should be pretty damn good. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get into all this tonight. But please make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 412 likes with over 2,000 people in the chat. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I'm gonna need at least, at least 750. And I would love a 1,000 minimum on the stream tonight. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. If you enjoy anything that you see or hear from tonight's show, please hit that thumbs up and show your appreciation. Super Chats, they are open. Thank you guys for already getting them in before the show started. We'll go over all of them in just a little bit. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. We are halfway to 143,000 subscribers already man thank you guys very much you missed any of the content on the channel youtube shorts are up there a couple of other shows are on there we were live from monday raw tuesday nxt we were live on sunday for revolution tons of content for you guys so make sure you guys go check that out go follow jesse as well on youtube and on twitter at his at shy town smart handle for both and then make sure you guys Check out the sponsor for tonight's show, Manscaped. Manscaped.com, code script 20 at checkout. 20% off, and you guys are going to get free shipping on anything that they offer on their website. 
get into the one piece of uh, soul news here, Jesse. Uh, before we get into the review, there is uh, a little AEW news. I'm going to go over a bunch of shit tomorrow. We'll be live in the afternoon with uh, your midweek rundown. There's a lot of stuff to go over, a lot of stuff tomorrow. So it's going to be a big show tomorrow. But we got Brian Cage, man. Brian Cage is apparently becoming a free agent. And Brian Cage could be on his way out of AEW. Recently, Fightful is reporting that Brian Cage and his AEW deal was set to expire imminently. However, there were some hiccups, and Fightful has learned that AEW had hoped to extend his deal due to some injury time that would keep him with the company till at least the end of June. So, added time on his contract for being out with injury. However, Cage pushed back on that and was interested in exploring free agency, and for good reason, obviously. Fightful has been told that WWE has maintained interest in Cage in the event he becomes a free agent and are open to having conversations with the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champion. So they won't have to wait long to talk to him. And Fightful is told that AEW and Cage agreed to work together through the end of March specifically for the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor pay-per-view. Now, Fightful is also told that some of the time that was supposed to be added to Cage's contract is actually because Cage was signed while injured after leaving Impact Wrestling years ago. Those familiar with the situation claim that AEW offered Cage a contract extension comparable to his current deal, which has not been ruled out. Originally, Cage's AEW contract was set to expire between late January and mid-February, and Fightful is told that Cage had some heavy hitters within AEW in his corner as of late, including Chris Jericho, who spoke publicly about wanting to keep Brian Cage with AEW, saying he hopes Cage resigns with AEW, and he put over his in-ring work as of late. So it seems like, um, to me, just by reading this, Jesse, it seems like, A, Brian Cage is a professional and is going to drop the titles honorably at the pay-per-view and then bid AEW farewell. And I honestly do think that if there is a time and a place to go to WWE, right now is the time. And I think with, you know, for now, Triple H in charge, uh, I honestly think Brian Cage would fit in over there pretty decently. And I think they'd utilize him better than AEW. I'm just being honest with you. I see him going to the E. I, I absolutely agree. I don't. I don't know if it's a definite WWE bound thing because I. I would guess that I'm sure that Brian and um and Melissa are aware that it's a very strong chance he could he could sink over there in in that in that in that pool of sharks in WWE. Um, I think an an underrated option for Brian Cage just might be Impact or New Japan. Yeah, well, he's done. He's done the impact thing. I mean, he was their world champion for quite a while. Uh, that he's a was a bigger name now with national TV exposure. Yeah, he is, um, and, and he's probably got a lot more talent to work with over there. He could work with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. He could work with Josh Alexander. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Gresham's over there. So yeah, I mean that is that is a possibility. I, I'm sure yeah. Impact would show interest. Uh, I don't know if they left on good terms or not. Uh, him with Impact, but uh, I don't. I don't think I read anything where they had any animosity on, on the time he left. Um, yeah, and let's not let's not discount New Japan. They they have a bigger fetish for for big sweaty American men than Vince does, man. They yeah. love them over there. Yeah, I, I mean, God forbid he goes to the WWE, bro. Can you imagine him going to the WWE and then they opt to put him on NXT? Oh man, I I, I think he'd be great in WWE. I really he, I, he I would. Do. I, I I think if it's right up his alley, his um his look 
is is something that they could definitely do something with. You know, it might not be the style that he may like, but they could do something with him. He he is a very unique look for that roster the way it sits right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't thinking about it now. You know, uh, NXT may be a little bit different after WrestleMania. I I don't. I don't think seeing him on NXT for a, a, at least six months, may I'm not giving him a year down there. I think he'd be ready to go and kind of learn what he needs to do on the main roster. Put him in NXT for six months. There's guys you can feud with down there. Dijak, uh, Carmelo Hayes will be the world champion. I think they'd have a great match. Tony D'Angelo, Dragon Lee's going to be down there. So there'll be some talent for him to work with down there and get him some in-ring stuff, get him some uh, WWE exposure down there, have him learn the ropes, entrance, have him learn the way WWE does things, bring him up to the main roster uh, around SummerSlam time. I, th- I think that would be uh, a great move for him. But I, I feel I like if, if, Tony Khan, if Tony Khan retains his services, bro, what would he be doing? I mean, we've seen the extent R-O-H. of what Tony Khan, yeah, ROH, we've seen the extent of what Tony Khan would do. And yes, Brian Cage is very good. He's had some great matches and the last three or four months, some of the best work he's ever churned out and especially in AEW, but I honestly feel from my point of view, from us watching AEW for the last four years, the ceiling that Brian Cage has in AEW has already been met. So what else is there for him to do there? He's not going further than what Tony Khan has given him right now, so why not explore those options? Right. The only thing, I don't think think NXT is the spot for him. Um, The guy is already 39. He's he's about to push 40 years old this year. So if you sign him and you sit him in NXT for a year or two, you're wasting time. Get him to the main roster and utilize him. He's a professional. He's been in this business long enough. He knows how to work TV. You know, it'll take him a week or two to get implemented to hard cams and this and that. He can work with Kevin Dunn. He'll figure some shit out. But I wouldn't put him on NXT. You could be wasting um, some, some potential money right there. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting situation. But uh, the way that read... It sounded like to me that he's uh, ready to do business, drop those titles, and then uh, go find something else new to do because he knows exactly that AEW, if they bring him back to AEW, there really isn't much there for him to do. Dynamite started off with Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal for the now-retired AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Tony Khan bragged about this match being made on, on social media. If I can pull up the tweet, he said something about, uh, and I'm going to go, give me a second. I'm going to go find Tony Khan's Twitter here. He, he really bragged about making this match on, on Dynamite tonight because people were asking, well, why is there a rematch again? And why are we doing this again? These guys already wrestle. Let's get something new. So I know he tweeted uh, his explanation to Sap. Yes, he did. He said, the series is tied 1-1. The challenger is the last man to pin the reigning champion cleanly. So Jay Lethal was the last guy to pin Orange Cassidy clean. The first fight was a big box office success. Their second fight was AEW's most watched match of 2023 with a quarter rating drawing over 1.2 million viewers. He says it sets all this sets it up for a big rubber match on Dynamite Wednesday. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, I, I know Tony's a very analytical guy, and I love that about him. Uh, you you bring up anything, he's going to have it on the top of his head, man. I, I love that he knows what the fuck he's talking about when he yeah. is talking about his own company, man. It's very hard to find somebody like that and have that passion kind of resonate. But do you uh, do you buy into his explanation, Jesse? Uh, or are you somebody that looks at that and says, oh, man, I, I want to see this match for a third time? I do not. <laughs> I do not. I think he I think he has so much talent. Not only that, so much underused or not used at all talent that there's really no reason we need to be looking at these repeat matches like this, man. There's none. I mean, why are we asking where this guy is and where this person is and where she is and where dude? Keep them spinning. You know, the originality is is so easy to come by. When you're throwing in uh, different people into into your into your 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 pot into your soup here, man, throw in some different ingredients. When you just give us leftovers, they just taste the same but a little bit different, man. I mean, we we you have if you didn't have the ability to give us these original feuds, I would understand. You got to make do with what you got, but you have it all. I mean, just give it to us in small amounts and in small increments. If we just saw a feud with with uh, the elite and the house of black, there is really no reason why we need to be looking at any form of the elite and the house of black back in the same ring again. Not right now. There's no reason. And the longer you put it off before you give it to us again, the more interested we may be in it. You know, things like that. There's no reason for seven, seven match series, bro. Come on, man. Mix it up. Well, I'm not going to complain about the seven match series. I thought I thought at the end of it all, it was it was great episodic television. Yeah, until they lost those fucking titles. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you uh, book yourself into a fucking corner that you can't get out from. Now, I don't want to say this was a bad match between Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal. They're both great wrestlers. And yes, I did say Orange Cassidy's a great wrestler. Some fucking geek will quote me on that. <laughs> JD's a he's a half witted idiot. He's a shill. <laughs> Orange Cassidy can wrestle. He Anybody can who can't see that Orange Cassidy is a fantastic wrestler is walking with blinders on and, and just doesn't want to believe it. Because Ridiculous. you can watch his matches and you can tell he's resting according to his gimmick. I'm not going to sit here and explain how great Orange Cassidy is because he's fucking great. Don't really get the hate, but I mean, the majority of the community is uh, a bunch of half-witted idiots. So uh, Jay Lethal is fucking fantastic. I love Jay Lethal. Uh, not to say this bad, th- this match was bad, but I would say this was the worst of the three matches, in my honest opinion. So, Lethal threw Cassidy into the steps on the outside. He gets back in the ring. He starts strutting like Jeff Jarrett. Lethal blocked a stun dog millionaire and a satellite DDT. Cassidy was able to hit a brain buster, though. 
And a diving DDT out of the corner before getting a, another attempt at a big satellite DDT. Nailed it. Got a two count. Cassidy's legs then buckled when he was going for an orange punch. Lethal locked on a figure four leg lock. Speaking of the figure four, Jesse, uh, Ric Flair said that MJF went a little too far with what he did on Sunday night to the little kid in the crowd or the semi-grown-up uh, kid in the crowd. He went a little too far, Jesse, says Ric Flair. <laughs> says the man this who guy, waved his dick around on a plane. helicopter guy. <laughs> says, the, says the guy who waved his dick around on a plane while in the WWF in front of a flight attendant. MJF throwing what I believe was not tequila. I don't believe that fucking story at all. On a fucking ch- grown child, bro, wearing a replica AEW title, man. He, he went a little. He went a little too far. Cup of tequila. It's ridiculous how anybody believes that. Who the fuck has entire cups of tequila inside a wrestling show at a venue like that? If she, if she they don't even allow that of, to be served. If she had a cup of tequila. That means she illegally smuggled tequila yes. into that fucking venue. Yes. I don't know where this tequila thing came from, but, uh, I mean, these these journalists, I mean, did, did, did they end up pouring the drink for the woman that they know it's fucking tequila? I mean, holy shit. What type of tequila was it? Was it Jose Cuervo? Was it Terramana? Was the it... Tequila, uh, the, the tequila story came up because MJF just throwing water on a boy was really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So, oh, what if it was Oh, tequila? that's not a good headline. He threw water on a kid. Hey, oh, man. Was it tequila? We Let's can't, just say it was fucking tequila. We can't run with that. That's too, that's too PG. You know, it's... Come on, man. Come on, bro. Not fucking... But Ric Flair, Ric Flair saying that he went too far, man. That shit, that shit's priceless, man. And, and then you got the... Oh, why are you sticking up for MJF, man? Get the MJF dick out of your mouth. I'm not sticking up for anybody. I don't believe he did anything wrong. <laughs> I don't. This is MJF, you fucking geeks. And Ric Flair should shut his fucking mouth. Seemingly, he says, nobody's talking about AEW, but seemingly every fucking show he does, he's talking about AEW. Anyway. This is my rant. Uh, figure four by Jay Lethal. Cassidy got the ropes, and they went to the apron and had a little chop battle back and forth. Lethal took out Cassidy's leg again on the inside. He got a lethal combination. Top rope, elbow, missed. Lethal counted the orange punch into a cutter for what was the closest pinfall attempt of the match. Thrust kick to the knee of Cassidy. This led to Lethal going for a lethal injection, but his injured shoulder from earlier in the match had him not able to complete it. He collapsed. Cassidy quickly capitalized, hit an orange punch. One, two, three, retained the title. That was it. Post-match, Jay Lethal tried to attack Cassidy with uh, his golden globe that they're still carrying around. I why? don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was about why? to say, bro. I don't know why. Why? Why? Who cares? The what, dude, what, who, what is it? The guy is not even there. The, the guy that they stole it from is not even there anymore. What are they doing holding it around? You mean the guy that they stole it from did not come back and go after his golden globe anymore? No, he's busy acting, like doing his fucking job. So... They tried to attack Cassidy with the Golden Globe. Referees held them off. Jeff Jarrett snuck up from behind and hit his finishing move, the stroke, on Orange Cassidy and broke his guitar over his knee. Best friends make the save as Jarrett uh, bailed, and it appears that uh, Jarrett 
was next in line for a match against Orange Cassidy. And at the request of Orange Cassidy, now we have a championship match next week in Winnipeg, bro. I mean, if you told me fucking six months ago that we'd be seeing Jeff Jarrett in a championship match on Dynamite, uh, I would have looked at you like you were fucking crazy, bro. Do you know how many title matches Sting has had in his time in AEW? And he's wrestled several matches for AEW? Zero. None. Why is Jeff Jarrett getting a championship match on AEW Dynamite? And why is Jeff Jarrett being utilized on TV as much as he is right now? When his role is to make sure AEW gets their live event schedule and tour successfully up and running. Why? No answer. Jesse's banging his head against his microphone. That's how, that's how Jesse feels about I, Jeff Jarrett being on television. I, 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 had, I had a feeling that we were going to get too much Jarrett when I saw Jarrett sign with the fucking company, and it's already coming way into fruition. Bro, I, the only reason that, listen, um, Jarrett looks great. I don't want to take anything away from him. He's a great wrestler. But You've said the, this over the, only, the only reason why Jeff Jarrett is on TV as much as he is, bro, is, is I think Tony Khan was such a fan of, of his father and what his father did that he's, ju- he's paying respect to Jeff Jarrett's father and his family by putting Jarrett on TV as much as he is. I mean, and, and you, you, can, you can sit there and criticize my take on that, but that's the way, that's the way it comes off to me. Uh, there is no need for him. Uh, we, no. we talk. We talk. We talk about this all the time. Look at the amount of talent that is on this roster and not on Dynamite. Where? Why isn't Swerve and Keith Lee on the show, bro? I don't. I don't why I don't. are? Why are they missing off this show? But Jeff Jarrett makes the show weekly or biweekly. Why? Uh, Keith Lee is busy uh, doing shit with uh, Dustin Rhodes. He's too busy cosplaying the Hogwarts Legacy fucking video game. That's what he's doing, Keith Lee. Keith Lee wants to be a fucking wizard. We only have one wizard in AEW. It's Chris Jericho. What was the purpose of Sting being on TV as much as he was? He was there to get Darby over, correct? So why is Jeff Jarrett here? Does Jay Lethal need help getting over? Is Jay Lethal a new character to these wrestling fans out here in AEW? No. This fan base knows exactly who Jay Lethal is. Jay Lethal is helping Jeff Jarrett get over to this generation of fucking wrestling fans. What are we doing here? Bro, which uh which Harry Potter house do you think Keith Lee is uh, affiliated with, bro? You think he, you think he's a part of Slytherin? <laughs> I don't watch Harry fucking Potter. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he'd be a part of Slytherin, bro. I, I think I I think uh, uh Keith Lee looks like a Slytherin guy. I'm not like you playing fucking Hogwarts. All fucking day long. I wonder how many magic spells he knows, man. Maybe he can make me a potion. (laughs) I need something to stay awake, man. I'm always sleepy. Keith Lee, I need help, bro. Oh, Mark Briscoe has just announced that there will be a Reach for the Sky ladder match to crown the new ROH World Tag Team Champions at Supercard of Honor in Los Angeles on March 31st. That was announced on Twitter? Yes, on, and at the Rampage tapings, it looks like. Oh. Yeah. What tag team division do they have over on Ring of Honor? I don't know. I don't know. They have uh, almost a month to get it squared away. Who's going to win the tag team titles? The Trustbusters. Fucking hell. <laughs> Maybe the kingdom, man. I don't know. I, I Listen, I don't know. Um, 
There's a lot going on here, man. There's a lot going on here. Um, but Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy is the next match for the uh, International Championship next week on AEW Dynamite. I'm sure you guys are all uh, waiting in anticipation for what should be a banger match next week between Cassidy and J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Jesse's favorite wrestler, Jeff Jarrett. Renee Paquette was backstage with, where's the sound effect? <laughs> Will Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, Hobbs says it's so unfortunate what happened to Wardlow and his life is in shambles. He said all Wardlow has left is being called a champion and tonight he's going to take that. Very simple promo by uh, Mr. Powerhouse. Ricky Starks, he made his way out. He was in street clothes. He was clearly not ready to wrestle. He's cutting a promo on what is next? What is next? We asked this question and had a deep dive discussion on Sunday night. What is next for Ricky Starks now that he's got two wins over Chris Jericho? He says he's been in California for 10 or 11 days, and he's added his win over Jericho to his record, he's having one hell of a week. So people are asking him, what's next? He says he's not sure. So the question that weighs on his mind isn't what he's going to do next, but where he's going to go next. Apparently he won't be going to WWE anymore. Cody Rhodes has uh, been quoted saying that no more friends are allowed backstage because of what happened with him showing up at the Royal Rumble. He was what on happened? camera, and Tony Khan what said, happened? you know what, I don't think that's a good idea anymore, man. We're going to stop happened? friends going over there now. The security cameras found out <laughs> that Ricky Starks <laughs> is friends with Cody Rhodes. What happened? Oh, my God, man. Tony Khan the got Bellas wind of that and been like, what the fuck? AEW, what now? Listen, man, in all seriousness, I don't even blame Tony Khan because who the fuck knows what they're putting into his mind? Yeah, man, when's your contract up? You know, you, know, uh, you want to come over and work for us? You know, what the fuck does Tony Khan got to lose sleep over that for? You know, oh, I, don't I thought it was Triple H banning Ricky Starks. Triple H ban? Why would Triple... You kidding me, bro? Triple, Triple H would welcome Ricky Starks with open arms. You want to come backstage anytime you want, man. Come on. <laughs> so that's not happening anymore. What's next? He was interrupted by the Bullet Club music. I, Bro, I was laying down. I got up off my couch like, whoa, whoa, is this Jay White? Yeah, I thought it was Not Jay White. We got Rock Hog. But is it the start? Rock hard Juice Robinson, bro. Is it the start, though? It may be. It may be. Juice Robinson attacked Starks from behind. He gave him a DDT. And they said on commentary that Juice just left Japan and he left the Bullet Club, but apparently not. He said, this is incredible. Now, A, it wasn't incredible. The idea and the prospect of it is incredible. And now people are talking, Jesse. Does this lead to the plan for Jay White to come on in and the Bullet Club continue running, not only in New Japan, but in AEW led by Jay White? Could be. I think we had not only this one, but another potential New Japan mention tonight. Uh, what was that? I might have missed that. No, it wasn't a direct. It was an indirect. We'll we'll get to it a little bit later, but okay. Um, could be, it could be, you know, 
maybe Jay White is undecided. Maybe TK is trying to sweeten the deal a little bit. Show him that Bullet Club is going to be getting a little push on TV. Who knows? I mean, it would certainly be an interesting dynamic with the Bullet Club in AEW. I mean, most of their fucking, uh, most of their founding members. All their friends. <laughs> all, all of their founding members are in AEW. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I, I, I've been one to say that the idea of Jay White joining WWE is actually something that excites me, bro. Because I honestly think Triple H would be all over that. And I think he would be, Triple H would fucking love him over there, man. He'd be a superstar over there. Um, I, I predicted that he'd show up after WrestleMania on the Raw after WrestleMania. But, I mean, the only thing that I thought of here is, I mean, these first two feuds that Tony Khan has given us coming out of the gate from Revolution, we got Starks and Juice Robinson and Orange Cassidy, Jeff Jarrett. Man, it's not really, you know, the incredible that uh, that, that that Excalibur kind of exclaimed tonight on commentary. Man, it's kind of, it's kind of like, what the fuck, man? That's... <laughs> Such such mid feuds going on here. It's, it's anything but yeah. exciting. Yeah, guys, uh, guys. I know Jay White get get kicked out, but coming to AEW is his avenue to get his revenge. If the yeah. Bullet Club is on TV here, then he shows up to get back for getting kicked out. Yeah, and, and the potential for matches with Omega and the Elite and him oh, forming yeah. his own Bullet Club here and going after the trios titles and, and doing all that shit. I mean, I, I, the, the the plans and the ideas here are, are plentiful. They but, are. I, I know. I know the E has the machine behind it, and everybody and know, the money wants to, wants to succeed in WWE. But Jay White going to WWE is going to take some um, creative writing. It's going to take some um, a little bit of a push. It's going to take some effort. Jay White goes to AEW, and this shit just writes it fucking self, man. It really does. Yeah, it it just writes itself. It's it's honestly it's honestly going to come down to. You know, WWE is going to try and outbid, number one, and they could outbid anybody. Is yeah. JY going to be more interested in the money? Is he going to be more interested in taking what could be a main event role right out of the gate in WWE? Yep. Or going to AEW and doing more of the same that he's been doing for the last few years over in New Japan, but this time on American soil in AEW? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And he, and he, but he's... And that's the thing, man. It's not like he's going to some indie promotion. If he goes to AEW, he's in the main event scene, and he will be making significant coin. He's not going over to make you know nothing. No. So then he's, they'll be taken care of. It's just WWE. If they end up paying him to come there and and not AEW, they're probably going to be overpaying for Jay White. Not to saying that Jay White is not worth the money, but they they will overpay to entice him not to go to AEW. Yes. Yes. That's what it's going to boil down to, for sure. So I was excited about this being Jay White, but it could very well lead to Jay White. And I don't really have any interest in seeing Juice Robinson on TV. I mean, it, he's been on, he's lived on dark for the last six months, I was told on Twitter. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why anybody would be excited about this at all. I'm, I, I, it surprised me. He, was, he hasn't been on Dynamite yet? No. And well, he has. He wrest, he's wrestled one match. Like an open challenge or something like that, but I mean, it's it's just so out of out of left field. Like, who cares? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I, I mean, and also, if you want to think about it, going from Chris Jericho to Juice Robinson is not really the type of momentum that I would envision to keep Ricky Starks, you know, and the Ricky Starks train rolling on dynamite. It's just uh, you, it's got to be something. Know better. What I would do with Juice Robinson, I would put him with his fucking girlfriend. And do what? 
have them have them be be a be a uh, be a duo together on the fucking team. I mean, forget like the elite and all this stuff, and get Tony away from this bullshit she's doing with Paige. Everything else, have him and her be together as a unit in AEW. Well, maybe after all this women shit is over with, I could see that. You know, yeah. Tony Storm is spinning her wheel. She's not doing the shit, but in this feud, oh man. I mean, seriously. Have her and Juice Robinson just just go on a fucking tirade. Just the two of them, man. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Apparently, what was next here is uh, what Jesse was alluding to here with the ladies. Ruby Soho was interviewed by Renee, and Soho was asked why she joined Tony Storm and Soraya. Soho says it's obvious and shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. You all created this monster. She said when Britt Baker beat her, the fans were thrilled. Fans chanted DMD, DMD. Soho then talked about facing Chris Statlander in the Owen Hart tournament. She said after she beat Statlander, fans booed her. She said at Revolution, when Hater pinned her, she realized no one would ever come to her aid when she lost and no one in AEW would ever appreciate her. She said AEW didn't respect Storm enough to call her an actual champion as well. They'd rather call her interim. She said when Soraya arrived, the fans came after her. She said they've been outcasts since they came to AEW, yet they came to AEW to rebuild the women's division. She said you cannot rebuild on a broken foundation. You have to tear down and build from scratch. She said the rookies in the back think they deserve the world because Tony Khan gives it to them. And she called out Sky Blue, who was her, her opponent tonight on Dynamite. Jesse, for weeks we've been asking for an explanation from either Tony Storm, Soraya, or both. We got it tonight in some way. At least there was an explanation, and there was some reason as to what the fuck is going on here from Ruby Soho, who legitimately just joined the group on Sunday night after the pay-per-view, and we have some sort of direction here. And everything that she said made sense. Everything she said was logical. They have a reason. They have a plan why they're doing what they're doing and where they want to go and what their fucking end goal is. I mean, I can't really hate on any of this because we got what we asked for and we got an explanation. I just wish it came from Soraya or Tony Storm, but at the end of the day, it came from somebody and that's all that really mattered. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. It was an explanation. Um, it was a little dated, but Yes, it was the uh, the stereotypical, it, it, it's you guys and not yeah. us. Promo. No, I mean, no, not not that part. I mean, but the, the thing that happened to her happened a while. She's complaining about the the loss that she took with Statlander. That was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, but it it, it definitely it definitely proved her point though. Like they they yeah. they welcomed her in AEW, and then when they got to that match, everybody was like pro Statlander and fuck Ruby. Yeah, yeah, but when that was match that match was like what last fall? Yeah, last summer. Yeah, last year. Yeah. You know, and you know, now here we are in March. Now we're gonna, you know, turn it around. And maybe it's because now she's faced with the with the with the choice to make, and she said, "You know what? Yeah, you know what? No, okay, fine. You know, you know what? You guys turned your back on me. Now you want me to make this choice aside with them? Fuck you guys. Okay, I like this. Okay, okay, it makes sense. Okay. The match itself, I- the match itself with Sky Blue, bro, wasn't uh, wasn't really all that good. Uh, very sloppy, but uh, I, I think that had more to do with uh, Sky Blue than anything. I think the most important thing here is. Heel Ruby is what's best for business. Yes, she plays Absolutely. the heel. She plays the heel much better than she does the baby face. Yes, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Soraya too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the match itself with Sky Blue. Uh, I mean, 
I, I could have did with just the promo and not the match. I don't know why we needed the match. You could have gave you could have gave the fucking five six minutes this was to, to Wardlow and Will Hobbs in the main event. I don't know why we needed this match. As long as we got the explanation, we got it. Um, Blue tried uh, going for a, a, a knee move or knee strike, uh, sliding in Zaguri. She connected on a big high cross body off the top for two. Soho avoided uh, the code blue instead of a code red. I see what she did there. I like it. Uh-huh. Pulled the hair into Destination Unknown. Did Ruby to get the win, and she beats Sky Blue. One, two, three. Saray and Tony Storm hit the ring, and they all started spray painting blue. And then out comes Willow Nightingale to the ring. She tried to talk sense into Soho. Stood there like a dummy while she was attacked from behind by Storm and Soraya. She came out knowing that she was at a huge disadvantage and she didn't realize no future by Soho. And they spray painted both Blue and Nightingale with the green spray paint. Uh, I got to tell you something, man. I am not excited about Willow Nightingale potentially being added to this because she's not really an original. And uh, I hope that she doesn't really get involved long term in the storyline. Yeah, we'll see. Um you know, I do like Willow, and she she is the quintessential baby face for the women's division. I mean, I, I've I've tagged her as the AEW version of uh, the version one of Bailey. Yeah, um, she is just that love for her personality. But yeah, I, I agree that she doesn't quite fit in with the originals in the storyline that they're giving us. But I, I mean, I'm a little bit torn because I can't appreciate that the fact that they are including her in this you know storyline that they do have going on. So. So, Soraya, just a quick note on Soraya. Uh, There was a tweet sent out by AEW today via the official AEW Twitter account that had a graphic honoring their women's division for International Women's Day. Soraya then tweets, she said, the perfect way to celebrate International Women's Day would be to bring in women's tag team titles. I, I don't think that would make sense at all. I don't know why we're adding championships when AEW can't book the championships they have correct or the championships they have now correct. We need more championships, bro. We need women's tag team titles at AEW, man. What do you think about that? Jesse uh, Jesse went silent. Jesse uh, blanked out his screen for International Women's Day. Jesse is a sexist, confirmed. I didn't say anything. Bro, tag team I deliberately didn't say anything. Bro, I'm not touching that one, bro. Bro, tag team titles are a fucking absolute waste of time. They're a waste of time in the WWE. Why would we need them in AEW? Why would you make the same mistake that your enemy is making? That's all I need to tell you. Jesse doesn't want to talk about it. We don't need them. We don't need them. Tony Khan, do not listen. Do not listen. You don't need more titles. The more titles you add, the less valuable they are. The more titles you add, the less prestigious they are. You can't even book the fucking women's division correct. You're going to have more titles. Come on. I know the chat agrees with me. I know Jesse agrees with me. He's holding his breath over there. He's turning blue. He's turning sky blue over there. I love I sky love, blue, man. I would, love, I would love to turn sky blue. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, no Britt Baker on the show tonight, bro. Wait, what happened? The string of Britt Baker is now gone, man. We got to start from scratch again. Hi, Britt. Hi, Britt. How you doing? How you doing? Now, listen, you look good in green, Britt. You look good in green. I got to admit, you know, I've seen it on Twitter. Looks good. 
Happy anniversary to you and Bay Bay, by the way, as well. I think we mentioned that last week. So, hey, what? Uh, who, who wants another celebration? Go ahead, go out, go out, and have fun. I'm looking forward to see um, um, the uh, the the story that was told on them on uh, Access. Actually, I want to see it. I mean, they are the two stars of that show, yeah. so should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'll have my DVR going for that for sure. I will not be going live after that. I'm not, I'm not going live after that. We're going live after Dynamite, and then we'll worry about that afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, yes, the ladies now have some sort of story, and I appreciate the uh, explanation by Ruby Soho. I thought the uh, delivery of it was excellent. Uh-huh. Renee, she was backstage with Adam Hangman Page. This man looked like he was fucked up tonight. He had a yep. black eye. He had fucking bruises on his forehead. This guy looked like he was in a fight, and he was. The blood is so bad. <sighs> By the way, Moxley didn't bleed tonight. Just, I mean, just. I mean, I, I think we'd have a problem if he did bleed. I'm a little disappointed, but whatever. You know, bro. You know, only, only in today's society, man, would it be worse if MJF threw a, a cup of water on a child. Meanwhile, they had that kid watch Moxley stab this fucking guy in the head with a fork, man. Blood squirting everywhere. The like language. you would squirt, like you would squirt ketchup packets all over your French fries. Blood. That's the, that's what Moxley the, did to uh, Adam Page. The, the the language and the violence this kid is subjected to, and people are pissed because he got water thrown on him. Unbelievable. Is it snowing outside, man? I think I see some snowflakes. We got spring weather here, bro. It was 45 degrees today. I can't wait for the nicer weather, man. I can't wait to get rid of this fucking hoodie. Anyway, moving on. Renee interviewed uh, Hangman. She asked how he's doing. He's not looking good. He says he's not feeling good. He's physically been better. He says his heart went somewhere with no light, not because he wanted to, but because he had to. He said that's a warning that if you push him, he will take you to hell and rip your flesh off the bones and choke you until the life leaves your body. I'll ride back out. When I asked if he's done with John Moxley, Hangman says he is sorry for what she had to be or what she had to go through, that she had to be subjected to that. He said if she wants to blame somebody, don't blame him. He is finished with John Moxley for now. I said on Sunday, I think Adam Page is the next in line for MJF when all is said and done for the world title. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. MJF! And, and, I, and, I, and I think, I'm sorry to cut you, it looks like the the um, the Blackpool Combat Club turn tonight was done because, because the feud with Moxley and Hangman was such a tweener versus tweener type deal. It looks like they want to make sure they separated themselves as Moxie being the, the, the true heel and Hangman being the, the true baby face of this dynamic. I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. Speaking of uh, MJF, the world champion, MJF was in a vignette that aired after his win on Sunday. They aired it tonight. He yelled at the camera saying the fans thought Danielson was on his level, but he snapped the dragon's wing off clean. He said he's the devil with horns growing off his forehead. He says his back isn't against the wall. He says it's time to celebrate because daddy is single and in San Francisco. He said on March 15th, his birthday, he's going to stroll on into Winnipeg and celebrate that I am the most complete wrestler in the world. He said nobody is going to dethrone the devil because his reign of terror has just begun. 
He's getting Zero rebar mitzvah next week, bro. A rebar mitzvah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think that's gonna go as well as he hopes. I I, I don't. Somebody's gonna be out there to ruin the rebar mitzvah. Yeah. But uh, I thought this. You know, it's it is what it is. Uh, tremendous match. Uh, I said it on Sunday. Jesse said it on Sunday as well. Best Iron Man match of all time. I think yeah. it's uh, it's pretty much uh, the common feeling between everybody that watched it. Classic match. Maybe the best wrestling match that AEW's ever done is this match. So it's that's that. And they've put on some bangers, man. Yeah. Shivani, he introduced FTR, another in-ring promo. There was a lot of in-ring promo work, man. This is a, a common trend for AEW. I like it. Um, like they got a lot of in-ring promos. promos. They set up a lot of things for the week for the weeks to come. Um, I only hope, I only hope, and hopefully somebody's listening to us, uh, from me to them personally, um, with what I've watched on AEW te- television, I'd like to see some long-term booking. Start early and book shit for the pay-per-view and start planting those seeds early instead of waiting until um, April. Let's get those seeds planted now. We don't have to wait till the middle of April to start planting seeds for double or nothing. Let's get some matches kind of in the minds of people already without actually confirming them yet. And uh, let's not wait too long. That's, that's my, only, my only gripe there. Uh, FTR in the ring. They made their entrance. Fans cheered them on. They got a huge ovation. There was a report, Jesse, that FTR had indeed, from PW Insider, signed a contract extension with AEW. Dax seemingly came out today and said that their contract status with the company has not changed despite reports. Now, really? I, I, I don't know why he would go out there and say that. Mike Johnson's pretty reputable uh, unless Dax is trolling us and kind of trying to uh, trying to keep it low-key and kind of sway the narrative back in their favor. I, I, I don't know, but I honestly think that they're going to end up staying with the company. Of course they are, man. I mean, it's kind of hard to go back to the place where you had to have your back shaved and expect anything. The, the Usos are still there, and the Usos are going to be the top tag team in WWE for as long as FTR is wrestling. And, and, they will and, never be seated above the Usos in no, WWE. No, and, and and mind you, the guy that the guy that wanted their back shaved in WWE while they were there is still there now, sitting in Gorilla. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, make of that what you want. Oh, but JD yeah. Vince is not in charge. I mean, well, fuck me if he's sitting in Gorilla. And we got several different things on the show that gave every indication that Vince McMahon was in charge, Jesse. We got three one-minute matches on Monday. We got Johnny Gargano being called the little man. We got Chad Gable being called short and ugly. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. If Vince McMahon's not in charge, they certainly ain't fucking hiding it. What the fuck is wrong with the chat tonight? (laughs) Are they drunk? Jesse farted. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with your people, man? I don't know, man. Whatever. Go on with the show. Yeah, the guy, the guy that uh, shaved FDR's back is still there. And you, you know what? I think, I think Vince showing up in Gorilla is really bad timing as Triple H is trying to court free agents. It, it's, it's a bad look, period. And nobody is making a big deal about it. Yeah. Like, you don't really understand the severity of that problem. And everybody's like, oh, it's nothing. I mean, we were told he was there visiting John Cena. Next thing we find out, he's sitting during the entire show in Gorilla. 
We also yeah. told he was only back to sell the company, and now he's sitting in Gorilla. Holy shit! What are you guys fucking dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's much worse than people are really letting on. But FTR going back there would be a huge mistake right now. I'm fucking terrified of what's to come after WrestleMania. They're in the ring with Tony Schiavone. So 2022 was a great year that did cash for them. But the last few months took a bad turn. He said they lost to the acclaimed. They lost to the guns. They lost three sets of tag team titles in a month. And they lost one of their best friends in wrestling. So we got a Jay Briscoe champ breaking out in Sacramento. Cash says they needed a break and they needed to recharge. He says they couldn't sit at home in good conscience and watch the guns on TV call themselves the best tag team in pro wrestling. He says they are good and they are the future, but they are also spoiled, entitled, disrespectful little assholes. Your father gave you everything you could ask for. He says his dad couldn't get him a job in the best wrestling company in the world. He says he taught him to fight and be respectful and he'll teach the guns that same lesson. Dax says he could talk about his wife and his daughters, but he's going to talk about the fans. He says he loves this industry because the fans support for him. Damn, I love y'all too, he says. An FTR champ broke out and he said the last memory he has of one of his best friends in the industry was taken away from him by the guns. So now it's time for retribution, meaning the tag team titles. Now I it's time for retribution. I was fucking worried. I thought Dijak was about to run in. Dijak? Donovan Dijak. Oh, what's, what's his name? I'm sorry. Uh, 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 what was his retribution name? Teabag? Teabag. There we go. I thought T- T-Bag was about T- to run T- in when T- he said T- this is retribution. T-Bar. T-Bar. No, it wasn't T-Bag. It was T-Bar. Where uh, is he? Triple H is back. Where's Where's T-Bar? He's on NXT. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I don't watch NXT. I didn't know. Yeah, he wrestled my guy Tony D'Angelo last night. How's Tony D doing? How's he he's, coming he's, along? He's, progressing? He's, yeah, he's progressing good, man. I like him. Yeah? Yeah. Good. I think he's going to be good on the main roster. Um, yeah, so, uh, he, he, the tag team titles, the guns took the tag team titles away from FTR and, and Dak said that those titles reminded, um, him of, of Jay Briscoe, uh, and it's going to happen. This tag team match is going to happen. The guns and FTR, you know, we'll find out more, obviously, if FTR is staying or going with the outcome of this match. You know, I, I kind of predicted this early on with the guns beating the acclaimed. I mentioned it weeks ago. Like, I wonder if this is going to bring back FTR and this is going to be the plan to give FTR the tag team titles off the guns because it makes a little bit more sense if they took it off the guns than they did uh, the acclaimed. But this was a good straightforward reintroduction of them, bro. A good straightforward promo by both guys. Gave reason to why they're targeting the guns now. Gave a little backstory as to why they want to go and take the titles off the guns. Nothing wrong with this. Straightforward. It set the tone. Can't hit on it. What if, um, what if the reaction to the lack of FTR coming out in that ladder match and social media going on about how they wanted FTR to show up as the, you know, the Joker. What if that prompted TK to go ahead and give FTR whatever it is they were asking for to resign them? What if that was the catalyst? Could be. It could be. I I, I don't know. Was a Joker advertised for that match? I, I don't even know. No, I don't think it was, but it, but still, the reaction from most people online was like, where the fuck was FTR and all of this? Yep. So. I don't know, but I'm just glad they're back. I don't care what brought them back. I'm glad they're back. Uh, I think that them being on TV makes AEW TV better. So, just happy yeah, that does. they're back. Absolutely. Renee interviewed Jade Cargill backstage. 
She asked about her being 53 and 0. <laughs> 52. <coughs> Sorry. And if she feels challenged anymore, Jade says she's blown away through every opponent. She's blown through every opponent so far. She says they're headed to Canada next week. So she asked for the best challenger Canada has. A lot of people were talking about, bro, on social media, who this uh, Canadian challenger is going to be. The general consensus is that it could end up being Taya Valkyrie. Ooh, okay. Um, I think you misquoted her. I, I, think, she, I think she said that she's beaten all the champions here in America is what she said. Oh, I'm sorry. And that, I'm sorry, that, but I wasn't paying full attention to a Jade Cargill segment. I apologize well, to my viewers. Well, that's that's what leads to what I was alluding to earlier. If she's beating all the champions here in America, so she wants to go to Canada to beat their champion, what happens when she beats the Canadian champion? Well, she's now beating the champions in America and the champion in Canada. Are there any other champions that might want to step up to Jade Cargill outside of the United States? Yes, I hope it is not Mercedes. Really? I want to see Mercedes whip her ass. I don't want to see Mercedes have a botch fest with Jade Cargill. I want to see Mercedes in AEW. Yes. Eventually, yes. If Mercedes if is coming means, to AEW, it should be no in the ring with Jamie Hayter, bro. If that means there's no spot for her in this NWO feud, then they can bring her in and take down Jade Cargill. Then she'll have both the TBS and the IWGP women's title. You see anything wrong with that? No. Me either. Somebody asked me today, who's uh, WWE actually said, who the best women's wrestler is for, the, for International Women's Day ever? Sasha Banks. Who's Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks? Who is Sasha Banks? Mercedes Varnado. Oh, her. Yes. Yes. Mercedes yes. Monet. Yes. Definitely. Mercedes Monet. Definitely best. Definitely the best fucking wrestler right now. Yes. Mercedes Monet. Yes. Chris Jericho. He's in the money. Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia with Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. Oh, boy. Angela Parker and Jake Hager with his purple hat versus top flight. Dante Martin, Darius Martin, and A.R. Fox. Match went 10 minutes. Uh, we've seen better trios. Uh, I wasn't really interested in this uh, just thrown together trios match, to be quite honest with you. Nothing wrong with the match. It's just, you know, no. randomly booked. No, but this is important. It's, it's important to have trio yes. matches yes. to help build contenders for the trio's titles. Yes, but when you don't execute the outcome of the match and then you give the winner of the match first dibs at the trio championships without fighting for anything, yeah. and then we have a problem. You know, like yeah, you said, true. slow the fucking shit down. Yeah. Slow your roll. So we got the JAS winning here. Top flight made some quick tags, moonsaults, high-flying offense. Some distraction by Parker on the outside. Garcia was allowed to wipe Dante out with a right hand in midair. JAS was in control. Monkey flip turned Guevara inside out. That allowed AR Fox to make a hot tag. He did a cutter to Garcia, took him out, and wiped out both Guevara and Jericho. Big springboard cutter connected on Guevara and Garcia as Darius was showing off a little bit of his strength with a gut wrench German suplex. Jericho ran into a one-man Spanish fly and a big backflip. Into the corner. So Dante did a dive on Garcia. Fox hit a senton to take out Guevara and Parker on the outside. It was like an inverted senton by uh, A.R. Fox. Nicely done there on the outside. Dante countered the walls of Jericho. Hager clocked him with Floyd the bat on the outside behind the referee's back. 
This led to a Judas effect and one, two, three on Dante Martin and the JAS Steel. Another victory. Post-match, Angela Parker called this the biggest trios win in AEW history. And so good. To the light beam. What the fuck does that mean, bro? I'm I'm, I'm like asking myself, what the fuck does that mean? And then fans were chanting, light the beam, light the beam. That's a a Sacramento Kings uh, battle cry. Oh, okay. There you go. My fucking uh, non-basketball watching ass over here. Doesn't know the uh, little innuendos. Matt Menard said uh, this is the one-year anniversary of the Jericho Appreciation Society. He did not mention his nipples tonight. Messed up, man. Garcia calls themselves the number one contenders for the trio's titles, while Guevara just calls them all sexy. Hager still says he loves his sexy hat. Jericho then calls out the House of Black. The lights went out, and the elite interrupted instead. Kenny Omega said for the better part of three years, they've stayed out of each other's way. Don Callis then comes out to interrupt Omega and said the Elite established the trio's championship, so they are the rightful number one contenders. I'm sorry, you lost clean. Get to the back of the line. No, you're not. Callis puts over Jericho as one of the very best in the industry ever, but he's the second best wrestler from Winnipeg, and if Callis had a couple of months to train, he'd be the third, says to Jericho. So it would be Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and Chris Jericho, number one, two, and three in Winnipeg. Jericho calls them to the ring. Lights go out. House of Black are on the big screen. They say that they want the titles. If you want the titles, the lights go out again. The lights come back on. The House of Black are standing in between both teams with the Jericho Appreciation Society in the ring, the elite on the top of the stage, and Malachi with the House of Black right in the center. He has that same microphone. If you want the titles, then come and get them. House of Black are out there, and Black says to Jericho, come get them. The lights go out again, and they disappeared from both teams. So we got a, I thought we were going to get a, at least J.A.S. versus House of Black with the Elite, I guess, getting the winner. But that's not the case. I thought maybe we'd get something along the lines of Jericho versus Omega. Maybe a mix of the Elite versus the House of Black in a tag team match. Maybe we get Omega versus Malachi, Omega versus Buddy. Nothing. Tony Khan put all nine of these guys in the same fucking match. And Jesse, it's going to remind me of that that one year. Uh, what, what year was it? 2018, 2019, where NXT was a part of the Survivor Series. You know, they had triple threat Survivor Series matches with fucking 15 guys. That's, that, that, this, this is what that's going to remind me of. Yep. That or any other just clusterfuck match you can think of. It, it's just going to be all over the place. And I'm trying to figure out how one random trios win qualifies you for... A title match. I don't know. It's very Bruce Pritchard-like. It, I have to admit. Very. I mean, at least give me two weeks in a row, at least. I yeah. Mean, just, Jesus Christ, man. I, I, I would have re- I would have redone all this, man. I would have, like you said, you, you, you played it off perfectly. I mean, slow the fucking roll down. We don't need nine guys in the ring at the same time. On paper, probably is like, oh, my God, what a great match. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be chaotic to a point where it's not even going to make sense. It sounds like it's a not, blood and guts match. It, it does. Yeah. Like, you could have given us an entire show next week just based off these nine guys in any which way, and you opt to do the one thing that's going to be the most fucking absolutely animalistic, barbaric, and chaotic match that, that you could have. I guess that's what people want. I guess they don't care. You know, I like a little order with my pro wrestling. Uh, I, I don't like uh, 
the nonsensical, I, I don't know who the legal man is after fucking 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much, man. And how do you expect one referee to keep track of who's legal with nine men going at it? In a, come on, man. And it will be Rick Knox, and it'll be fucking clueless after four minutes. Yep. Tony Khan, he's backstage with a microphone in his hand. I don't know if this was a pre-taped segment or if this was actually live, but Tony Khan was on the microphone and said that Orange Cassidy wants to defend next week against Jeff Jarrett. So the All-Atlantic title is the only title to ever change hands on foreign soil. He said next week the title will be renamed the AEW International Championship because they're leveling up the championship. He says it'll be a huge milestone for AEW. He tied it into Warner Brothers releasing Shazam, but he didn't really explain why. I guess it's uh, something that they wanted him to do on tonight's show to get a cheap plug of Shazam. Maybe they feel like Shazam's going to be a fucking box office flop. I don't know. So we got uh, some caps and some vignettes of Orange Cassidy in this Shazam trailer. I mean, I don't give a shit about that. As long as we're getting some direction with the All-Atlantic title, now the international title, Jesse and I talked about this earlier. We all like the move. I think it's going to be a good move for the title. It's going to open more opportunities and more doors for the title to mean something. I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the cross promotion. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with this. this. These are the kind of things that bring revenue and attention to the to the you know the company that we want to see succeed. You know, so it's fine. You know, I just don't want to see a Mountain Dew pitch black match. You know, no shit like that. You know, no. but to cross promote, you know, with the movie that the, that the network wants to push, the network that's giving you live television. Absolutely, man. There's no fucking problem with that. Sure, I mean, absolutely. So, um. And the match is interesting. Again, we talked about it early, but it's interesting to see what they have now planned for that title. And I, I think it's pointed in the right direction. Now, in case anyone here does not know, I've been very critical and very anti the All-Atlantic Championship. I think it was a poor idea to even have it here. I think it's been used piss poorly, and there's no reason for it. So instead and the reason, just, I don't want to cut you off, Jesse, and the reason why you think that, and the reason why I thought that as well, is because there was nothing that differentiated the title from all the other titles in the company. It, it was just okay. another fucking title for Orange Cassidy yeah, to hold, and there was nothing that title. made it stand I mean, out. There was nothing that made it stand out. There, there was nothing. So, I mean, if this if this gives it its own identity in a different direction, in a different, in a different story from the other titles in the company, it could essentially remove it from TV as we know it but still keep it important. It may it still be a catalyst to bring in other stars to compete for it. It could be a catalyst to have us be interested in other pay-per-views outside of AEW to go see it defended. Um, I think there's a few cool things they can do with the title and this inception of it. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Now, I, I got a logical question. It may, it may sound silly to some, but I was thinking about this tonight with the... Uh, you know, the announcement of the international championship, this title could be taken all over the world. It could be, it could be defended all over the world in, in any, any country. Isn't that the same as the world championship in AEW, bro? It represents the world, doesn't it? I mean, is there, is there any kind of no. stepping on the other toes, the title's toes there? I mean, it's kind of... No, it, no? no this, is, this, is, this is very common here in America. If you, if, when you win the Super Bowl in the NFL, aren't you the world champions? Yes. The titles in WWE, you know, Roman's the world champion. I mean, that's 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 how it's labeled. That's because the organization is open to anyone from any country to come in and compete. 
And when you do, you get to face this champion and you crown the world champion. That's just the way that it's, it's, you know, it's thought. Everybody's the world champion in their organization. So, no, that doesn't step on that at all. But doesn't that, doesn't that mean that Orange Cassidy is going to welcome anybody from all over the world to come into AEW and wrestle for the title? Or he can go over to them as well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, theoretically, it's like a world title. It doesn't leave the company. Oh, the world title doesn't leave the company to go be competed in other places. The international title does. It could. We could see the AW title defended in, uh, on a New Japan show at Wrestle Kingdom. Look, there's no legal terms. It's, they can do whatever they <laughs> I'm want. I'm busting your balls, bro. Jesus <laughs> fucking They can Christ. do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busting your chops. Uh, Claudio and John Moxley against the Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. That was the next match. But before we got that, they aired a tremendous vignette of Brian Danielson right oh. after his match with MJF at Revolution. Danielson said his first instinct when he was in the LaBelle lock was to fight, but then he realized he couldn't feel his arms. His voice cracked, sounded like he was going to cry. As he said, MJF predicted that he wouldn't be able to play with his kids after the Iron Man match. said MJF was right when he said he was putting himself ahead of his family. He said he was ashamed of tapping out. It's time for me to go home. He stood up and walked away. Uh, what does go home mean? A lot of people were making fun. Is he going to go back to WWE? Does Roman have going to sleep? back to the E, Does bro. Roman have to sleep with one eye open? Going back for the is tribal he, chief. Is he going to be the one to take down Roman Reigns and end the reign? No. Roman will be confronted by the dragon on night two. This means, this is what I envision. Uh, I, I don't know what Tony Khan has planned for Brian Danielson. I know Brian wants to wrestle potentially in the G1. Um, Brian's going to go home and rest. He's given us some of the absolute best matches that you will see this year. With MJF, with Roosh, with uh, Takeshita, uh, everybody that Tony Khan threw in front of him in the build for this Iron Man match. He's going to go home. He's going to rest. He's going to spend time with his family. He's going to come back around forbidden door time. He's going to get called out by somebody, whether it's Zack Sabre, whether it's Okada, whether he's in the G1, that remains to be seen. But he will be at forbidden door, bro. And, and, and you know, Brian was not able to participate in forbidden door last year because he was hurt. So Tony Khan's got access to him this year, and he wants to make sure that he is 100% and safe and ready to go because we don't want a repeat of last year, man. With Tony Khan having the roster that he has now nearing full capacity and full health, Forbidden Door could absolutely be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, professional wrestling shows of all time. Yeah, I, I, I really, I sincerely hope Brian is going to go home and get some rest. Mm -hmm. I do. He's been going hard. That guy does not know how to go half strength in the ring. He goes all the way. So I would love to see this man go home, rest his body, relax, come back at full strength, and and blow it away at Forbidden Door. I would love to see him get. I I, I don't want to see him get hurt. I really don't. No. And we're gonna do our best to keep that the way it needs to be. So we got the Blackpool Combat Club versus the. Dark Order here, not bad. I like that the Dark Order, I like that we're getting some tag team wrestling. I like the fact that we're adding some depth to the trios. You know, we're getting some shit moving here. Uh, but this was more about what happened after the match than the actual match. Alex Reynolds, he was isolated. 
by the Blackpool Combat Club. Silver made the hot tag. He came in with his signature offense. Moxley um, was in there and dropped him with a, or he dropped Moxley rather with a German suplex. Silver blocked a kick, poured down some elbow strikes until Moxley sank in a triangle choke, which Silver countered into a crossface on uh, the knees there. Silver and Reynolds tried with their uh, wombo combo, which they got some great double-team offense, does Reynolds and John Silver. But Moxley cut her off into a rear naked choke on Reynolds, transitioned into a bulldog choke, and that was enough for the submission. Post-match, Moxley sank in the rear naked choke again. Uh, Bell was frantically ringing, and Castagnoli backed off the referee, Rick Knox, before gut-wrenching Silver out to the floor over the top rope. Bulldog choke on Reynolds, still applied by Moxley. This led to Evil Uno coming out, but Castagnoli ordered Yuta to get in there and stop him. Uh, he obeyed orders there. Hangman rushed to the ring to come check on his Dark Order buddies, but he was somebody that, you know, just got finished with John Moxley at the pay-per-view. He went right by Moxley. He didn't want to do anything with Moxley. He didn't want to touch Moxley or anything. But instead, bro, he was attacked by Castagnoli and Yuta, and then Moxley joined in a three-on-one attack with referees coming in to separate everybody here. So it looks like we're getting the Blackpool Combat Club turning heel, which is something that's been brewing for a while. It looks like we're still continuing in some way, shape, or form Hangman versus John Moxley here. And the most important thing to me is the heel turn. I, I mean, I don't mind them going at it again with the Dark Order involved, but... You know, realistically, I'd like for them to move on after what we saw on Sunday. But the Dark Order being involved, I, you know, I think they are somebody or a team, rather, that should get some TV time, especially in the tag team division. We need some solid teams there. And the Blackpool Combat Club, man, sign me up for a heel turn because I think they're going to excel at that, and it's a different take on them that we've seen so far and something that could realistically be used to freshen them up. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they, they um, it looks like this for tonight's purposes, they wanted to help facilitate um, the BCC's heel turn and Dark Order is you know pretty over his baby faces. So and um, you know them catching the beat down after the match was definitely something to to boo and to not like. You know, and they definitely got the heat that they wanted there. So, um, I think that was effective. You know, you know everyone here knows I've always been a Dark Order mark. I mean, I know that they've hit lows, but I still think they have potential at being you know a very decent mid card tag team or trios as well. So I'm just glad they're being used on TV. Could we see the return of Stu Grayson next week in Canada? Ooh, I don't know. What's Stu doing these days? I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing. We'll see. He's man. Canadian. Someone in the chat pointed that out. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, observation there. I'd like to see Stu Grayson. I think him and uh, Evil Uno. I, I've always said this. Tremendous tag team. Yeah. Don't yeah. know why they uh, got rid of that, but we'll see. We'll see you next week. That Winnipeg show is shaping up to be uh, a banger show for AEW. Main event, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, TNT title. This is a false count anywhere match. This was very entertaining up until the end, which was the huge letdown of QT Marshall intervening, and it just let everybody fucking go, what the fuck? Holy shit. What an odd fucking booking decision there. QT Marshall, bro. Not something that I think the AEW faithful are going to tune in to see to, uh, next week for uh, for Dynamite. So the match started backstage, fighting by a car. Wardlow um, chucked a, a a beer keg at Hobbs's head, missed it. Thank God. 
Hobbs ended up suplexing Wardlow on the hood of a car and tried powerbombing on the car, but Wardlow backdropped him through the hood and the windshield. Oh, fucking sickening. Both men brawl. Don't ever rent a car to anybody in AEW. Or, or in professional wrestling, period, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Both men brawled all over the place backstage. They headed to the ring with Wardlow connecting with the spine buster. Hobbs popped right back up at a spine buster of his own. Roundhouse, Lariat from Wardlow in the ring. F10 goes for a cover, gets a two count. Hobbs came back with three spine busters in a row, but Wardlow kicked out. The match went to the floor again. Hobbs was just going all over the place, slamming Wardlow through the guardrail, which allowed Hobbs to set up a table. Wardlow misted Hobbs with some water in the face. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got water thrown on somebody, bro. Maybe we should start a fucking riot act on social oh, media. Oh, no. Oh, no. Holy shit. So, uh, Wardlow misted Hobbs with water, set him up and connected with a swanton off the top rope through the table to the outside. Excellent move. Awesome Visual on Dynamite tonight with that swanton. Wardlow hit a powerbomb on the ramp, which was absolutely brutal. But Wardlow collapsed after executing the move. So they get to their feet. Wardlow dragged Hobbs up to the ramp. Wardlow wants a powerbomb off the stage, but QT Marshall appeared out of nowhere off the camera. I legitimately thought it was Samoa Joe at first. And then we see QT Marshall standing there. Clocked Wardlow with the chair repeatedly. Marshall is wearing his QTV shirt, which... You know, I know AEW trademarked recently. This is going to be a new thing from QTV. Sounds like Miz TV. It doesn't really give me good vibes. Um, Marshall and Hobbs powerbomb Wardlow off the stage. And I thought it was going to be legitimately off the stage through a table down below. It, it was no impact at all. Looked like he went through a bunch of uh, cardboard plywood there on the stage. Cushions. It, it did not look. It, it did not look good as far as the visual is concerned. Wardlow struggled well, I, I to think make the visual was bad enough, but then with like with 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 Excalibur and Shivani selling like, oh, he broke his back. No, no, he didn't. Bro, he fell on top of fucking cardboard that you buy at Walgreens for two ninety nine. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Come that on, bad. man. <laughs> Come on, bro. Just a little bit. Man. Fucking ridiculous. Wardlow struggled to get to his feet. Ten count was made. And Will Hobbs wins the TNT Championship. That was it. That's the way the show went off the air. And Hobbs closes the show, holding up the TNT title in the air. Standing next to him is QT Marshall. Welcome to QTV, bro. Welcome to QTV. Jobber TV. I don't know. Wardlow is done. Wardlow's done. He's done in AEW. And it's sad because I love Wardlow. Wardlow's done. Yeah, whatever. He's gone. Whatever. Don't know what they need to do. I don't think there's any, there's legitimately nothing to do to bring him back from the dead. You know, you know what I love right now? Somebody just, uh, Donzel just put it in chat. I hate when AEW does these soft spots. All right. Moxley bleeds too much. Like, what the, what the fuck do you guys want, man? You know what we want? That's what we need. Anyway, that's all we got, man. You know, some people are going to look at this dynamite as a lackluster dynamite. I thought it was, I like the flow of the show. I like the fact that Tony Khan mixed in several vignettes and in-ring promos and interviews and, and backstage shit just to kind of get the ball rolling, you know, with some sort of stories going into the next couple of weeks of television. Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, a lot of people are realistically, the story is a lot of people are going to realistically look at the end of that 
TNT title match with QT Marshall, and they're going to find it to be a letdown, and that's what they're going to judge the entire show on. Because who the fuck is QT Marshall? Who wants to see QT Marshall on AEW television in a major story for a TNT championship? Exactly. And that's the whole thing. I mean, I've put over QT Marshall and, and what he's done in, in, in his road through this business, and I, 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 stand, I stand by that. That does not mean I want to see him in a main event caliber storyline. No. With Will Hobbs winning the title. That, no, not no, not that, man. Come on. So Will Hobbs wins the TNT title. You know, Jungle Boy wants his first singles title. I could see Jungle Boy being set up against Will Hobbs for the TNT title. It opens up a, a whole new list of opponents that would not be considered for a TNT title match with Wardlow as champion. But on the flip side... You take Wardlow, and you basically buried him, and now there's no coming back from what happened to him the first time, now the second time. It's like... That's it. It's over. That's it. Unfortunately, that is it. Anyway, guys, uh, we're about to hit the Super Chats, and then uh, hopefully Destiny is back online because I need to get my grinding in, bro. No, no. Don't look good, bro. Don't look good. Let me turn on... Let me turn on my PS5. We'll check it out. Uh, Guys, please hit that thumbs up. We got 761 likes. Can we get close to 1,000 tonight? I would really appreciate it. Uh, Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out right now. It's the last call. Memberships are open. Get them on in. And hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Follow us on social media. I'm JD from NY206. And Jesse is at ChiTownSmark on Twitter. Joseph Taylor with an $11 super chat. JD, Jesse, if Owen Hart was still alive, the five guys you would have liked to see him face. Owen Hart would be retired if he's still alive. Probably. Probably. But in his prime? I don't know, man. Anybody, really. Owen was a fucking class act. Any of your best Edge, you Finn Balor, Kenny is- Omega... You know, Ricochet, Brian, sure, yeah. Brian, you name it. William with a $10 super chat. I moved one week before full gear. Had problem with Wi-Fi. Went to the movies to watch. Was great on the big screen. I did the same for Revolution because I enjoyed it. I suggest others try it if they need a spot to watch. We're fine in the comfort of our own home, man. If you guys want to go to the movie theater and watch it, that's good on you. It's a great show, though. Sinister Classic with a $2 Super Chat. I have a big announcement. The belt has leveled up. The podcast levels up every week, too. Thank you, Sinister. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Maybe Brian comes back with Punk when he is ready. I think Brian comes back because someone in New Japan calls him out. Francis Loop with a $10 Super Chat. Your Dynamite review notification just popped up on my phone. Loved both Revolution and OTS to answer of why Darby won the TNT title. January 4th, Dynamite, they were in Seattle, Darby's hometown. Issa in the house. Issa, Issa got a lot of love on social media today. What does she do now? Man? WWE announced backlash in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Isa, Isa, I I would like to let you formally know. I don't know if you've seen my tweet. I am currently looking at Airbnbs in San Juan. You're going? Possibly, possibly. I don't know yet. What about Vegas? 
Uh, Vegas is way too much money, bro. Well, I'm I'm planning I'm I'm planning to take a trip this year, so I got I gotta decide where I want to go. I man, listen, man, I love to do Vegas. I uh, it, it's just for Memorial Day weekend, bro. It would legitimately be over three grand to go just go and do AEW for the weekend. Oh fuck! It's ridiculous. Man. I hate I hate these wrestling shows on these national holidays, man. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking New York. Uh, New York was was the goal last year, but I'm thinking New York or LA. I want to travel this year. Isa, I will, I will absolutely a thousand percent be doing that if I do decide to go. Because I wanted to do Vegas, and being that it's going to be a party down in Puerto Rico, and I never been to Puerto Rico, maybe we'll go to Puerto Rico instead of Las Vegas. Even though I would prefer Vegas, but uh, I don't. She doesn't want me to get trafficked by staying in the wrong place. Uh oh. That's that's literally that's literally what I told my wife. She said, "Do you want to go to Puerto Rico?" I was like, I don't know, man. I don't want to get fucking kidnapped or something. I'm serious. I, I swear to God, I said that earlier tonight. Well, now you're just going to turn me off about going all together. I mean. Man, people hate Americans outside this fucking country. <laughs> Look at the four Americans that got kidnapped and two got killed. I know. Yes, if I go, Issa and I could do something together, yes. Sounds like a great time. I'll let you know for sure. Uh, I, I was contemplating it with the announcement tonight as I got bombarded with, uh, oh, it's not an international show. It's a part of the United States. Thank you, all the social media scholars out there with their social studies degrees. Thank you. That's Sato no, Fortune. I'm, I know, I'm, I know. Because America, dude. Jesus. That's Sato Fortune. Well, they fight all super I love Hobbs, but if you had to put the belt on him, not like this. With QT, we had three different TNT champions in less than a week. Keep on rocking, fellas. I agree, Fortune. Tony Brown, 499. He says, I come in thumbs up. Wow, he didn't mention me. There's a lot of meat tonight on the show, man. We had Tony. We had Sky Blue. That's it. You can stop. Uh, uh, Soraya, maybe. Uh, in some circles, Soraya, you know. Uh, Listen, man, it, it could be Tony time seven days a week, man. Always. Tony is getting her, her, her meat status. Yes. She, I'll give her that. Yes. I'm going to call it like I see it. She got it back. TK with a $5 super chat. The hottest thing on TV at one point to being a four-day placeholder. Good Lord, I need Warlord to go to WWE. Paul would... Book him so much better. Sounds like what Tony Khan is actually doing, man. Driving him right into Triple H's arms. Francis Loop with a $10 super chat. I like Stokely Hathaway's Black Panther look. I would have him only manage Lee Moriarty in a serious private party. Tony Khan loves Orange Cassie, but didn't Tony love private party at one point? Yes. Who's to say that he doesn't party with private party uh, during the week? I think some gin and juice is in uh, Tony Khan's diet when he's out with Private Party. PMAC with a $10 super chat. What I told you guys last week, I just received it in the mail this week, and it's called Curveball Barbecue Whiskey. I just came across another two from Southerners or Southern Tears, Butter, Bican, and Pumpkin Spice. Bro, it's way too sweet, man. Can't be doing all that sweet, sugary whiskey, man. The barbecue whiskey sounds fucking weird. 
Normally, nine times out of ten, if you turn something food-related into drink-related, it's not going to taste as good in its food form. Yeah, of course not. I don't know, man. I'd have to. I'd try it, but I don't know if I'd commit to a whole bottle before I try it. Um, Raj Geary tweeted, I thought AEW Dynamite would uh, had some great promos and segments, but the last five minutes sucked. Um, six minutes later, QT Marshall quote tweeted, Raj, another quote unquote expert. Man, Raj is getting shit on as of late. Why is everyone attacking Raj, man? Holy shit. Raj is a good guy. Raj is a good guy, man. Ryan Fuckface came after him on Sunday because apparently Ryan Satin now is a fan of bloody matches and death matches. Fucking WWE shill that he is. Call Raj out. Raj went back and forth with him. People are going at Raj for not liking the death match. People are going at Raj because they feel like he's a WWE shield. Now QT Marshall is going after Raj. I mean, what the fuck's going on, bro? I don't know, man. Issa with a, Issa with a 19 months. Thank you, Issa. She says, I had a shot of peanut butter whiskey for the first time recently. Thought about you immediately. It was delicious. I've been missing out. He said, let me tell you something about that peanut butter whiskey. whiskey. I haven't had a drop of alcohol in three weeks because I'm in the gym three days a week, five hours a week, six hours a week with my guy, Evil Genius. Haven't had one drop of alcohol in three weeks. I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Um, That peanut butter whiskey, if you put that bottle in front of me, it will be gone all night. It will be be gone in in a single serving. That shit is fucking absolute. And I've I've done that before with, with Hodge. Him and I down that entire bottle, man, just fucking bullshitting all night. Before you know it, you look down, the whole bottle's gone. That is some dangerous shit. You gotta watch out with that one. But thank you. I uh, I appreciate that. And uh, now we know if I go down to Puerto Rico, now I know what we're drinking. Yeah, real Puerto Rican rum, dipshit. That too. That too. Uh, Tony Brown, thank you for the 499, brother. TK, thank you for the five. Francis Loop, thank you, brother. PMAC. Jedi Joker with the five dollar super set. Ruby Soho's explanation has me genuinely interested in this storyline. Great storytelling all night tonight. Not bad. Logan Drew with the two dollar super chat. Was it punishment for the title being stolen? No. It's San Francisco. Why would anybody punish him from being in one of the most crime-ridden cities in America? Come on now. Drizzy Drew with 199. They going Austin Theory with Wardlow's booking. I don't care. If they have plans for Wardlow in a in any kind of way, I'm telling you right now, it's gonna take a lot uh, of work. Issa says I owe her a drink. Listen, Issa, I owe you and Destiny fucking two nights of drinking on me. Which we need to do again, you know? But I won't drink five old fashions before she gets there. That was my fault. I'm a dummy. Because I was too excited away. that she was coming. I don't know. Destiny's moving away on you, man. I know. I'm sad. Sad. Eric, four months, hyped up with WWE finally coming to Puerto Rico. I'm going to do everything I can to get tickets. Hope to see you out there. Hit me up if you need help. OTS for life. 
Drizzy Drew with a 199. Do they want to gain sympathy on Wardlow? Bro, nobody, nobody's gaining any sympathy from, uh, from Wardlow. Come on, man. <laughs> Zach Smith with a one month in the venue. Thank you so much, Zach. I think back to Cody Rhodes versus Brody Lee, and I can't fathom the idea that this is the same TNT championship that those two men fought over. It's not. Oh, God, no. It is not. Absolutely not. Uh, New Jack with a $5 Super Jack. Tony Khan is putting more effort into the Atlantic belt than the TNT title. Something wrong with that. Too much Orange Cassidy on my TV. But he's a great wrestler, bro. So you're getting a great wrestler, even though he is TK's one of TK's favorites. You're still getting a great wrestler at the end of the day. Let's not, let's not sit here and, and think that he can't wrestle. Come on now. Um... New Jack also becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. Glorious. 999. Have a feeling Jeff Jarrett is going to win. I hope not. On the other hand, my dumbass thought Jay White was coming out. I sat up fast from my couch. I damn near fell off. Bro, I did the same thing. Though I had my uh, my little one, uh, Bailey, sleeping on me, and she was like, what the fuck you you moving around for, human? Sit still. I would love to have Bailey sleeping on me. My uh, my cat or uh, ding dong hello Bailey. It's International Women's Day, bro. You gotta watch your mouth. I think that's a compliment. Well, Tony Brown believes she has uh, meat, bro. Lots of it. Oh man. <laughs> man, oh man, you can't hide that, man. I don't care. What no, you no, no, you can't hide that, man. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. JD, I DM you a tweet on your Twitter. Check it out. Thank you, Joseph. Dom Tinney with a $4.99. Been a fan since 2014, and you're one of the reasons I fell back in love with pro wrestling. So much love and respect, brother. OTS for life. Dom Tinney, I appreciate it. Make comment of the evening. J Ray with a $5 Super Chat. Thank you, J Ray. Nobody will take Vince being back seriously until it's too late. That is correct. I've been warning you guys for weeks now. We've been here before. WWE will be a hot mess after WrestleMania. Uh, I, I just don't appreciate the way the company is blatantly lying to you, bro. Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, Nick Khan is uh, blatantly on these interviews lying to people. I don't like that. And nobody should accept that, man. It, it, it should be called out. And that's what I plan to do. My little voice, my little voice, my little platform. Like nobody gives a fuck over there. It's going to be back there regardless of anything of what anybody says. Justin Smith with 17 months. Will Stu make a return for the Dark Order next week in Canada? Maybe. I hope so. I think Stu, Ga- Stu Grayson's great. Golden Boy with the $5 Super Chat. Great stream as always, guys. But do you think Warlow injured himself with that swanton? Then when he picked up Hobbs and he just stayed down to lose? No. Yeah. Yeah, and then right away, they booked QT Marshall to come out and interfere. Yeah. No, man. That was the plan all along. Uh, N with a 499. Wardlow is about to feud with QT. Oh, my. This feels like a special Vince burial. I hope he gets out of there when his contract is up. I don't know, man. It's not looking good right now. No. Yet the uh, the professionals in AEW will look down at us marks who complain and will 
bash us for our opinion on something that happened on TV that clearly the majority of us feel is not good. I don't know. Francisco with a $2 super chat. Come on, y'all. Let's get that 1,000 likes. Vince McMahon with a $2 super chat. Why don't you want me in Gorilla, JD? Because you're a womanizer and you use company money to use the WWE as your own sex shop, Vince. That's why. And you're 77 years old. People like you at your age should be retired and on an island somewhere. Little Kev with a 499. I would put Wardlow in Ring of Honor to give him a new direction. If he wants to leave when his contract is up, let him leave. So you want to take him from AEW and put him on Ring of Honor, which right now only has 12,000 subscribers on Honor Club. I don't know. There's... You want to take him off of a show that does 900,000 minimum on Wednesday night to put him on a show that does less than 10,000 viewers. Sounds like a sound plan for Wardlow. Fucking man. This sucks. <laughs> I love the Wardlow. Oh, man. Uh, Anthony Hayes with a $2 super chat. Hi, JD and Jesse. Guys, what the fuck with this booking? I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Jay Ray with a $5 super chat. Your go-to source, Meltzer, Sap, Johnson, Ringside, or Sean's View Entertainment? Ringside, then Sean's View. Wow. Jesse's tastes are appalling. My go-to is uh, none of them. My go-to is my eyes. Watch the fucking product. There you and go. Then you, report, then you report their reports. Then I report their reports, yeah. The Wolf This Way with a 21 months on the road to the Golden Mike. Oh, yeah. Happy to see Hobbs get the gold, but Wardlow is in limbo. Also, check out Juice's promo after the show, OTS for life. Is he rock hard is what I want to know. Lexi Nair got him rock hard, man. I mean, I need to know what makes Juice Robinson rock hard. I'd love to know. He said more is to come from uh, Bullet Club. More is to come. Sounds like we may be getting Jay White. Maybe. I don't know, man. Hopefully. Um, Jeremy Lewis. $10 Super Chat. Why do you make TK's voice sound like Vince? I was just playing around. I don't have a, I, I don't have a Tony Khan voice yet. I was saying Wardlow and Hobbs should have a draw or a fuck finish to keep them both strong. Can't do that in a, in a last man standing match. I'll be in KC almost... And St. Louis for Dynamite repping OTS for life. I appreciate that, Jeremy. Hopefully you're on TV. That's a good point. Is Sean's view still... Is he still on? Who cares? His content sucks. Does he still make content? Yes, awful content. He does? I I thought he was done. I can't say... Well, I mean, he's he's stuck at one subscriber base. I don't know what the fuck he's doing over there. I unsubscribed uh, months ago. I have not seen his any of his videos come across my recommend feeds in literally like two or three years. Well, he's, he's got to be shadow banned then. Maybe. Cause I've, I've, I've seen nothing, nothing, no, no, nothing pop up in my, any of my YouTube feeds. Consider yourself lucky. Uh, Jan <laughs> Carly with a $5 super chat. Finally, let me super chat. LOL. JD bro. You got me hooked up for PR. You got hooked up for PR. Hit you, hit you on Twitter DM fans since 2015. Oh, thank you, Jan. Uh, now I have you and Issa to go through. Issa, obviously, being on my number one, and then I'll uh, I'll uh, see what I uh, could do there with you. Appreciate you. 
And Francisco with a $2 super chat. Uh, is the Stu John Cena was talking about Wade? Probably. I don't know what other Stu he'd be talking about. Well, when, when did John Cena mention Stu? Right, that's what I'm at. Like, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't hear him mention Stu last night. Stu, Stu isn't what? Beef Stu? I don't know. You guys are crazy. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to see if Destiny's on. Um, line. I tell you right now. I also don't see Cronin. Uh, his, oh. Yeah, he's uh, he's finished. He doesn't he doesn't do his, his, his channel's dead. Destiny Two is being brought back online. This is three minutes ago. Yes. There we go. Yes. I can finish right. my exotic mission. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting out of here, guys. Thank you so very much. Let me see those ace emojis in the chat. And I want to hear that music on Max. You'll see me live tomorrow. We are a big live stream tomorrow afternoon. Off the scripts. Thursday afternoon right here from the OTS van. You have a great night, guys. Thank you so much for the AW Dynamite Post Show. I'll see you tomorrow right here on OTS.